Uh, you guys all ready to go? Patrick, speak easy. I'm going to take this all as a yes, as everyone's looking at the phone. Great. Okay, so fuck yes. Welcome to Having Me Joe's Always Brian Dress. With me as always, Jonathan Arcee. Oh, come on. Ryan James. Yes, sir. And Chewy Darso. Oh, hi. <laughs> going to get that intro as nice and quick. <laughs> uh, this is the Marble Mouth Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so special guest today is Mari Provencher. Hi, Mari. Hi. Uh, I feel like we need to have Mari on whenever we're doing a geeky British uh, property. It seems like it's a good time to call her. Yeah. yeah. So the last one you're on was Doctor Who, right? Yeah. yeah that's what I thought. Okay. I She's like, an Anglophile. Yeah. I know that word, and I want to take this opportunity to use it. I now, feel like, though, I should mention that I don't own anything with a British flag on it. So That's good. So you're know. not really. You're so, a faker. So yeah, yeah. A poser. Or she's just like hinting to her boyfriend, like, uh, British flag. Just saying, yeah. it's a good time for it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't own it yet. Tourist. <laughs> you were in England. You could have picked one up. But yeah, yeah, he was there for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Missed opportunity. <laughs> Fail. Um, okay, so we're going to do a quick uh, where have you been doing. Uh, I'm going to save the best for last. Uh, that's going to be Mari. Um, I'll go first. I saw Fate of the Furious last night. Ooh. What? What? Um, I'm not going to talk about the movie at all. Uh, <laughs> although, if you enjoy them, you'll enjoy this one. Yeah. Uh, the biggest gripe I have with this movie, and I, I fully mean this, is that they spent so much time coming up with a way to incorporate the number eight into the title, and then they refuse to put it in the graphic, and that annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> I was expecting, like, when the movie to start, like, oh, finally, here's the fate of the Furious with the eight, like, F-A, and nope, still just spelled out fate. I'm like, this fucking blows. That's weird. It yeah. really annoys me, because now I'm like, I don't know how they're going to incorporate nine into there, but they're not even going to try, because they don't have to. For nine of the Furious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they'd just have it take place in Germany, and just go, oh, Furious, oh. nine. <laughs> But no one would see that movie. We want Furious. (laughs) Boring nine. Uh, That's it for me, though. Uh, For me, I finally caught up, except for the musical episode. I've been catching up all of my CW CW shows. Uh, And I am kind of frustrated. (laughs) By Arrow, specifically. Um, Not to get into too many spoilers, because I know Brian is not caught up. Yeah, I need to catch up. Quinn, or not Quinn, sorry, Queen is once again taking the mask off and putting it all behind him. I'm like, ugh, we've had this plot line like three times. You're going to be the arrow again because otherwise there's not a show. This is like Trailer Park Boys where they just get drunk and go to jail at the end of every season. I don't know. <laughs> it's just over and over and so over. frustrating. Yeah. I'm uh, the arrow no more. <laughs> Unless I need Oh, to be. it's destroying my life again. <laughs> you know who he is? He's like that, that little boy that's locked in the tower in uh, Monty Python. I just want to sing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but other than that, um, Legends of Tomorrow continues to tickle my funny bone. Like almost every single episode, there's something that I laugh out loud about. I'm like... It's such a fun show. If you guys are not watching Legends of Tomorrow, you're really missing out. Unless you're not a geek at all, then you'll just be confused and mad, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> or if you don't have to <laughs> I love it. It'll, make, it'll induce rage. Yeah. I don't get this. Oh, what is this? This is too nerdy. I'm mad now. <laughs> it might. I could see that happening to some people. I need to give a swirly to somebody. Because <laughs> you're dealing with time. You're dealing with magic. You're dealing with soap opera shit. And uh, like it's... Uh, oh, Anger <laughs> rising. <laughs> it's time travel. I need a Bud Light. <laughs> it's just live action cartoons. That's, yeah. That's, that's, so what it is. that's why it's so good. Why yeah. not just... Uh, Cartoons, there was there was a moment in the last episode. It's just one quick line where um, the Adam looks at Rory because I keep forgetting his name in the show. Rip Hunter. Rip Hunter. 
He goes, Rip, you How know you, you almost ruined Star Wars. And he looks at it and was like, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I was just like on the floor. Like, it's so good. Yeah, they, just, they clearly just don't give a shit and just are having fun. They which are. Is, it's, it's good to watch. Yeah. Uh, John? Do you guys like, uh, I just forgot the name of the, the, the David Lynch show. <laughs> Uh, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Do you guys like Twin Peaks? I've never watched I an episode because it. it Whoa! It scared the shit out of me as Kay. a child. Do you yeah. like adventure games? Yeah, sure. I guess. Then uh, Thimbleweed Park is the game for you. Cool. It uh, Ron Gilbert, the guy who did Monkey Island, the original adventure game guy, uh, just created that. He did a Kickstarter a long time ago for this game. I didn't realize that's what it was for because I don't follow Kickstarter. Um, and it just came out, and I've been playing it. I'm about six to seven hours in and it's really funny it's already made so many references to all his previous games lucas arts games you actually play in one scene as a developer trying to get a job at uh schmookus schmarts <laughs> as a game developer and That's uh funny. yeah yeah and they're like it's set in like 1987 okay so then they're making jokes at like oh yeah instead of just text-based adventure games we're gonna make something called the clicker where it's visual and you click on it and they're like that'll never take off <laughs> So it's very, very referential, very funny, but it's also get, got this murder mystery thing going on. And the mechanic is the same as Maniac Mansion from a long time ago, where you play as multiple people. Different well, different types of people, and the puzzles all kind of require that you hop between any of them at any given time, and it's really fun. Cool. I'm really digging it, and it's out on, I think, just Xbox One and PC for now. I could be wrong. There might be, I mean, might be, might be on Mac, too, but... Definitely not PlayStation? Nope. Bummer. But... All of Tim Schafer's uh, adventure games are on PlayStation only, so it's a trade-off. So they just enough, they just yeah. did Full Throttle remaster on that. Yeah, uh, Grim Fandango is also on that. Yeah, so cool. Ryan, what about you? I've been catching up on my comics, Brian. <laughs> uh, I finally got back to reading uh, what has been uh, making a very daunting stack in my room of my unread comic books, and I hit first the. Uh, the rest of the clone conspiracy, the new uh, Spider-Man crossover. That ended a while ago, didn't it? Yeah, like three, four, six months ago. I don't yeah. know. But uh, no, it hasn't been that long. Maybe two months ago. Right. Um, I thought it was great. I kind of loved the way they, they took it. They like So uh, several years ago, the, the current writer, Dan Slott, did something pretty uh, controversial called the Superior Spider-Man, where he put Dr. Octopus in the body of Spider-Man. and like, was yeah, awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. And then he rebooted it after Peter Parker became Spider-Man again, and it's been really boring ever since. Less uh, awesome, less way less <laughs> awesome. So this is finally like the first time I'm kind of seeing. Okay, uh, Dan Slott is trying to create some mythos of his own to surround Peter Parker, even though he's been writing Spider-Man for like five years. Uh, he's like bringing back the Jackal and Doctor Octopus and putting minor twists on these characters and uh, Scarlet Spider and Ben Riley, and it's kind of cool. He's like seems to be finally falling into place that's cool yeah it kind of seemed like dan slot wanted to be to uh spider-man like uh, scott snyder was to batman where he kind of does his own thing kind of makes characters spider-man who aren't spider-man normally and yeah kind of has fun with it but yeah he did a great job and then he got boring and now i think he's fun again so we'll see how it goes yeah uh mari you have a, a really cool one as you told us before we started recording yeah, so uh, I was able to watch the press packet, or I, I got a hold of the press packet for <laughs> American Gods and was able to watch the first four episodes of American Gods, which was sort of a blessing and a curse because I binge watched them, obviously. And that means that I have to wait now like a full six weeks before there's any new American Gods for me <laughs> instead of the two weeks I would have normally waited. 
Um, I'm super stoked about it. I think they did a really great job. Uh, I, if if I have any one complaint, it's just that it's sort of Game of Thronesy in that like it's really taking a long time for the story to progress because they're drawing everything out, which is good. But everything, every, I feel like every new scene, I I was like squealing with excitement, like oh this is happening, and then I immediately wanted the next thing to happen, but oh, okay. it wasn't because they were taking their time and telling the story. How well, many episodes is it? Do you know? Is it's it... going to be eight total. Eight. Okay. Oh, so you've seen that by half. Yeah, I've seen half of America. Yeah, it's <laughs> like I can't believe it myself. Um, I'm, I'm pretty that's excited not for it. Enough episodes to drag out a story like that, though. But I mean, I mean, they did the same thing with Preacher. Like it's, it's one book, right? It's one it's, novel. It's is the one source novel, um, and I can I can say this because uh, Neil Gaiman just tweeted this this weekend. So uh, the first season is only going to get up to House on the Rock. I don't think they're going to get to House on the Rock. Okay. This I don't know what that means, but it makes sense. <laughs> if it's a magical out. place in Wisconsin that I've been trying to take Brian for years now. Oh, oh, it's my it's one of my favorite. You're talking about the, the real world. place. It's well, a yeah, real place, but it's go in the there book. in the book. Yeah, I got yes. it. And, and so I don't know what that means in the context. So in the book, that happens on like page. 100 of 500 okay so if that kind of gives you some context for so they're planning yeah, getting multiple seasons out of one book they definitely are um i will say they've pulled some little bits from later in the book and you know we've already seen them so the, it's not too just like slow moving um it's it's very violent it has a very saturated color palette which i'm enjoying i think the casting is amazing um i like i'm i'm very happy with it and i'm just who plays like, shadow uh ricky whittle he is from 300, I think. He's great. Okay. He's really good. Um, I really like one thing that I knew in advance they were doing is they're they're like drawing out the or they're they're deepening the female characters, which is great. Um, and I think they're doing a good job. There's a really funny sort of like, actually now that I think of it, I feel like I need to rewatch to see if it patches passes the Bechdel test. But uh, <laughs> no, but there's don't. there's some great uh some great like you know female conversations that weren't in the book that i was like oh this this is fun and it feels real and i'm, I'm just love it i am really excited to watch it because when you told me kristen chenoweth was a uh, easter i'm oh. like that just sounds like perfect casting i know right <laughs> and I, I, Ian mcshane is like mind-blowingly good as one he just kind of makes sense yeah like that that would have been like it's kind of like uh, patrick stewart in x-men it's like well that's just who you cast yeah like, that just makes right. sense cool. uh, i'm excited to watch it brian fuller like it just that combination, just coming from Hannibal, and I've been wanting more of what he does as a showrunner. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I will actually, get, I will actually get a hold of the channel you know, <laughs> and pay the money forward for it. See, I, I don't think I will. I'll, bust, I'll just do what I do with Preacher, which is I just buy the season. Yeah. What is it? Showtime. Uh, stars. Stars. How yeah. starsy is it? Because stars likes to really sexify things. Do yeah. they do Ooh. that with that or um, boobs and butts? Everybody. You know what? You know what? I, I don't <laughs> think this is too spoilery. So many dicks. Wow. Shot. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Also, Are not they, surprised. It's still America. Are they erect? Y- you know, I. Yes. Yes. They must have been in the context that I saw them. Um. But I. I it's weird recall. because I've noticed between American films and TV shows and European ones, even during sex scenes, the penis in America is always flaccid. Floppy ah. wieners. You know, it's funny. America loves their floppy wieners. Uh, somebody... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In, in fact, uh, I'm, I'm fairly sure in the four episodes I've seen, I've definitely seen way more dicks than I have boobs, which is so interesting. Ooh. So um, well, you can have this one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right? this one. So the short answer is yes. Star still sexified the yeah. whole thing. But you know, but what? it's it's dicks. I also don't think that any of the sex scenes that I've seen so far were not in the book. They're all oh, okay. they're That's... all canon. Okay. 
Okay. They all make sense to the plot. Canonical <laughs> sex scenes. Yeah. So it's what we're talking like about is a lot Game of, of Thrones, <laughs> where we're like, all right, now we need to have some hookers. No. There's a lot of canon. That's also canonical sex scenes. <laughs> There's a lot of canon oh, really? dick. Yeah. Canon, <laughs> canon dick. Yeah, but it's funny because I, you know, after watching, I went back and like checked those chapters, and it would be like, there's like one paragraph that's like, you know, and then they made love, and it was very passionate, and then it's like, nope, that's just like 20 minutes of fucking. <laughs> Maybe not 20 minutes, but they are dragging it. So out. It, yeah. it's it's like the Helm's Deep of sex. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really. Oh no! A couple hundred <laughs> words turns into a whole movie. Uh, yeah. If someone said Helm's Deep during sex to me, I'd be like, uh, "Looks <laughs> like meat's back on the menu, <laughs> boys." <laughs> are too strong. Are you writing this down, Brian? <laughs> well, I'm just more so nerding out of like, okay, Helm's Deep is a whole chapter. I mean, it's way more than a hundred words. It's yeah. like. 30 pages. Yeah, but <laughs> just don't ever the tell fight a woman I'm going to Helm's Deep in you. Like, no, the fight is awful. the whole chapter. I've read this book many times. <laughs> Anyhow, Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, so Harry Potter, not Harry Potter. Uh, this is going to be, I think, a pretty good conversation for the table because we have a pretty good smattering of big Harry Potter fans to never liked Harry Potter ever to casual to uber nerd. So I think this is going to be uh, I'm frenemies with Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So this That's is a way more complicated yeah. Harry relationship Potter personally than I have. or like the She is the whole Neil Gaiman books and magic thing that's going to take way too much time to get into, oh. but I it's a very valid I've, argument. I yeah. yeah. I mean they And ha- we've mentioned it on the they show They have before. acknowledged it yeah. together. Yep. Wait, what? Uh, I told you about that. Go on. It's a we will We'll post about it. You can read about it later. There's a very valid argument why people don't like Harry Potter. but It's because it's back. very similar to a thing that came out. It's yes. not so Before. much that I dislike Harry Potter. It's that... Just it's, to get you, it you out tried. of the thing really fast. Well, we gotta let the, the thing I love, yeah. Books of Magic... She just helms ne- deep to you. Shut up. <laughs> I'm trying to say it really fast. It's not fast when you... Uh, the Books of Magic will never be adapted as a TV show or movie... Because of Harry Potter, and Harry Potter came after, so it's frustrating. Yes, and they just lifted the design of Harry Potter and his origin. Out, yeah, straight out okay. of that. The, the origin's a little different, but it's very—it's it, okay. similar. Okay. It's, it's different. I've read both. It's different. Okay. It's similar but different. One okay. has a skateboard, and this one has no fucking Harry Potter in it. So let's talk about yeah. Fantastic <laughs> Beasts and where to find them. You brought it up. Uh, I did. Well, it's Harry Potter Helm's Land, deep. and uh, and I feel like I need to bring it up before now and just get it out of the way before it comes up later. Um, so this movie, I, I I'm gonna kind of skip over reviews. It was generally well received. People seem to enjoy it. Uh, it did make less than Warner Brothers wanted it to, which is a little too bad. Don't yeah, like, all movies. Like how Spider-Man made less than Sony no, wanted to and it Warner, still made shit ton of money. No, Warner Brothers even came out in the beginning saying like, we know it's not going to make as much as Harry Potter, but we still expect it to do very well. Uh, and it did worse than all of the Harry Potters, which they did not expect. Oh, wow. Oh. Uh, so it ended up with uh, 234 uh, domestically, which is still fine. It cost... Uh, uh, 180, but in Warner Brothers' world, that would not be enough to it's merit a It's not doubling the budget. Yeah, they would not do another one. But uh, worldwide, because people just saw Harry Potter, it went on and made 800 million. So it ended yeah. up doing fine. Yeah. So uh, they are doing five more. Yeah. Probably, yes. I, I can't see it. Our, our market yeah. in the States don't matter. Yeah. It's, For it, these. They made so much money overseas, it was fine. But it yeah. did. it is worth noting that they are worried that it did not do as well. Because the, the bigger, like, bigger problem would be is if it does worse internationally on the next one yeah so well, it'll, it'll be interesting out. to see what happens especially so, now with uh big old depth taking a, a 
more of a starring role in the next one. Which just is before we get law. into the breakdown, Andrew Law. I want to talk about why that that's a problem. Uh, it's like really unfortunate that Harry Potter has a built-in audience because of the books. The yeah. only reason the first movie was very successful is because there were fans already. Uh, and this movie is based on more of a what is it like a screenplay or not even? No, there was like a uh, just was, the, the Mari probably knows more about it book. than I do. But it was like there was a book that yeah. released in between books. It was like a fake yeah textbook yeah. written by Newt Scamander and they kind of based this on the story of him writing that book. So it's like if some if they released a movie based on the Star Wars encyclopedia of yeah. vehicles and equipment. Yes. I have that right. by the way. Yeah, I do too. That's why I'm saying I would see that movie. And it's just a it's a documentary about the tour of the Empire Factory yeah. where they make the Star Destroyers. But I think that what we're telling Warner Brothers is that you can only make movies based on really popular subjects like books and stuff. And it really cr- kills all the creativity in movies. That's yeah. where well, fandom is flawed sometimes. Yeah. Well, well and, and that's why they, they shouldn't be so surprised that it didn't do what they like, the, yeah. that it did so poorly. Because it's like, take everything that you loved about Harry Potter, remove most of that stuff, and then here's this, but it's also good. And that's a, that's a harder sell. Yeah. yeah. That's a harder sell, especially and, after eight movies of just hardcore story arc and mythos. Yeah. But yeah. for someone like me, <clears throat> I thought this was great. I did too. Yeah. I have and that's, no like. We'll, we'll get into that because I think that, that I think that's sure. the really important thing. Mm-hmm. Moving on is the the Harry Potter fans were kind of lukewarm on it, whereas non Harry Potter fans were like, no, that's just a good fantasy movie. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um. So first breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. Uh, Mario, are you excited for this? For for which part, the <laughs> breakdown or the movie or the breakdown? Oh, yeah. of oh, the boy. movie. Okay. Fantastic Beasts and where to find them in 30 seconds. Go, 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 go! Newt Scamander is writing a a book about animals and he finds one that he needs to take back to America. So he takes all his animals back to America and bumps into a man named Jacob. I should have checked that before I started this breakdown. (laughs) Uh, uh, They switch cases, the monsters escape. Also, there's a weird monster out there that's maybe not one of Newt's. Also, there's an American uh, wizarding community. Also, there's some shady stuff going on in that American wizarding community. And one of those American wizards may not be who he seems. And then what? And then everybody lives happily ever after. At a time. Ah! <laughs> uh, that was like the cool uh, spoiler-free version of the plot. Should yeah. I have been more spoilery? Uh, no, you know, I think you got all the major points. Yeah, well I think enough. that was good. Yeah, I think that was good enough. And I also that I, was actually probably better than our normal break. Yeah, because I, I spoil the end. I uh, I did accidentally put a thirty-minute timer on oh. my phone instead of a thirty-second <laughs> timer, so that could have taken a lot longer. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, I have to pay attention to the timer right Uh-oh. now. So uh, so. In our fashion, you now get a chance to take a free insult, make fun of me if you would like to. Most people pass it up, but you are welcome to. Most people are afraid of Brian. I don't know why. I'm not afraid of Brian, yeah. but I have no complaints about him. <laughs> he's okay. an, he's a good a friend. Yeah. Just come on. Come on. Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> Just look at him and throw Just something at him. Just look at him. He's wearing like all cool stuff, and That's he's right. got a beard. I there don't we know. go. I got no shit talking. Yeah. Sorry. We need to get more of your I old like You're the Deathly Hallows part one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really does. The only people who really take the shots of me are people who have known me for like 15 years. And right. they just go, I have things to say. They're yeah. like family. They know they can hurt you and you'll okay, just keep where, coming back. Where's yeah. the beef? Come yeah. on. <laughs> where's everyone's beef with you? Uh, I hear someone used to call you BJ. I don't know. That oh! is a thing. <laughs> that is a thing. Yeah. Now I can stop, reco- stop recording. Yeah. I'm so glad it's no longer a thing. Uh, okay, so I think uh, kind of what we were talking about earlier, which is kind of about the hype, kind of not about the hype. Uh, the general, like, how did you approach this film? I know that sounds like a weird question, but like, uh, 
as a Harry Potter fan or not Harry Potter fan, we'll kind of go around the table and like, what were you looking forward to, or if you even were looking forward to this movie? Um, I actually, so I, I probably have told all of you this before, but I was super stoked to find out about Wizarding in America because Ilvermorny is in my hometown. <laughs> um, I am like, I went in there thinking like, oh my god, like I'm going to see a magical magical castle. <laughs> In the place where I grew up, um, I was very, very excited and very bummed that we did not see any of it. Well, we didn't <laughs> travel much. Uh, it was just yeah. all this is York. true. It, it all took place in New York for the most part. But um, I think uh, as, as far as people not being as excited about their Ilvermorny houses versus their uh, Hogwarts houses, I think part of that is that we have seen the glory of Hogwarts, whereas Ilvermorny, the only thing we know about it is, like, it used to be a shack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would really like to see what, like, even in the 20s, what Ilvermorny looked like, if it's supposed to be so great. And I was a little disappointed to not get any real glimpse of that. There was also a scene that they cut where the sisters, like, sing Ilvermorny's uh, school song, and it's a terrible song. <laughs> it's so boring. It's, like, not, I get why they cut it. Uh, kind of bummed about that. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> like most school I'm, songs. I'm coming at it from the other direction. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, the biggest problem was... I, not was is I don't think they're ever going to show it because it sounds like they're going straight back to England. Yeah, from I'm so here bummed on about out. this. Uh, so yeah. What? Yeah, really? that's what it sounds like. I mean, they haven't said for sure, but it's just like, all right, so we're going back to British people. He went back to Britain. We don't even know if he's the main character in the next one, but he yeah. probably is. But I really liked the character. Yeah, let's America. take the most interesting parts of this movie and then not yeah. bring them back for the other ones. I mean, that'll that'll get those box office draw. That's all right. I'll just go see all the Star Wars movies instead. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is the Fellowship of the Ring of this new franchise. Like, yeah, here's might... the magical world that we're showing you, and now you never get to go to the Shire again. Yeah. Have fun yeah. with a war for the rest of these movies. Uh. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is like, how many times did J.K. Rowling come out and say like, "This was the story I always wanted to tell"? And it's like, what? <laughs> you spent seven books <laughs> telling a story you didn't want to tell? What are yeah. you doing? So I I would like them to stay in America. I would like to see the school. I would like to see all that. I don't think we're going to. Boring. I hope I'm wrong. I But I agree. I think that's the problem. I think yeah. it's boring. I think right, So we go back to everything we've seen before. Great. I've seen that. Over eight movies. Yeah. yeah. Over eight movies. And then you're just trying to reconnect back to those eight movies where like the biggest draw was how little this connected to those. Yeah. Oh, man. And the strongest parts of this movie were the fact that they did not connect to Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, so yeah. That John, Harry Potter. You're, you're a Harry Potter fan. You and I went and saw part eight together. when I the, the very first week I moved out here, I went with you to the Arclight to go see that one. Did, were you excited for this one? Not as much. I yeah. mean, like as far as like once I was done with it, I was kind of done with it. You know, like the yeah. whole franchise, like this is all done, and it's like, oh, there's more in that world with other people I've never heard about. I'm, I'm not really into, wasn't really into the extended, like sure. Harry Potter world as I was with like the, the extended su- universe. The extended universe. <laughs> I've had troubles with extended universes apparently. <laughs> well, oh. there's a drug for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Helms deep. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I coming to watch. I had no hype for this. I, I was pretty zero for it. Yeah. Just because it was like, it's Harry Potter minus Harry Potter. And part of the draw was that big saga. And then, yeah. then when I started watching this, uh, I was like, wow, this isn't actually Harry Potter. This isn't, there isn't like, this isn't a big saga. And then the parts that were the big saga made me disappointed, actually. I, I kind of I, I yeah. had the flip of it. Where it was like, I just want this to be 
America, that time period, a baker and his wizarding girlfriend and just this romantic thing. Yeah. yeah I totally, when I was keeping my notes, I'm like, every time it dives back into like the Harry Potter lore, I start tuning out. Yep. Yeah. I'm so into the, the guy who lost the beast in New York so story. Like, fun. that's so much fun. I love this. Yeah. 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 And, and like the roughly around the two thirds mark, kind of where they were get, dealing with all the Harry Pottery stuff, kind of yeah. all the. I looked at my clock and I was like, there's still 40 minutes left of this movie. Yeah. And from then on, I kept counting until we get to the end with the baker and like the, the, that whole thing. I was like, I'm into this. I'm into yeah. this. And then Grindelwald. <laughs> and uh, it's, 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 it's more of fatigue for the the thing that we've already experienced. That catharsis from Harry Potter is over. Yeah, you can almost watch, you can almost spend an entire day of your life watching Harry Potter movies. Like yeah. It's what, like 20 some hours if you want to watch the, all of them? And it's when like, you have something, I have enough. And when you have something as big and as terrible as He Who Shall Not Be Named, you've kind of already established this great, immense evil. What's this other evil that's supposedly great? It's like dealing between millions and billions of dollars. We can't fathom that. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, they make hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay. Hundreds of billions. Okay. Those are just zeros. <laughs> like, right? It's like, so it's like Grindelwald, is, in, Grindelwald <laughs> is infinitely more worse than Voldemort. Okay. But he's not, isn't he supposed to be? No, he gets defeated by Voldemort. Well, yeah. kind of. Yeah, but like, but like, there, yeah, there's this whole fogginess with that tries to keep connecting it back to this main arc. And that was really a turnoff, actually. So yeah. I have a, I had the flip from Harry Potter where it was like, I just wanted this contained yeah. thing. Yeah. So that'd be, so Ryan, who has no interest in Harry Potter whatsoever, you actually liked the movie though, right? I loved it. Yeah. yeah. You, uh, let me go on. So Harry Potter. No. <laughs> All right, I'm Get off the out. show. Mari, what do you have to say? <laughs> well, so many things. Mic I drop. No, don't drop. The mic. <laughs> no, that's my mic. Uh, I so I was 16 when the first Harry Potter movie came out, and that's like exactly the age where you stop caring about stories about 12 year olds. Oh. So I really had zero interest in these Harry Potter movies, and I appreciate that all of my friends like loved these books, and I think most of my friends of my age who really love Harry Potter actually had to start with the books when they were 12. So yeah. it makes so much more sense. Yeah. Uh, so when this movie came out, oh, so my, my history with Harry Potter is I decided that I should check it out because it's this huge pop culture thing. So when I was 16 or 17, I read the first book and I saw the first movie and I went, yeah, I don't care about this. And I understand that they went on to be great things and a big epic journey and they grew up and, you know, is this great, this great story. But uh, when this movie came out, I was like, okay, so we got uh, a, an older guy in his early 20s i can relate to this much more and all these crazy special effects and like the menagerie of beasts is something that always kind of tickled my funny bone to use chewy's term from earlier uh did i say that you did you did (laughs) oh when you talk about legends tomorrow you said that yeah oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh and i just had a great time i saw it in 3d and yeah loved it and i i don't i think to speak to what you were saying we to tie these two things together this movie didn't do very well with Harry Potter fans. So maybe they're trying to recuperate some of that by taking it back to England and making it more about the Harry Potter verse and like, Oh, let's see Dumbledore and let's see Voldemort and whatever. And which is unfortunate because that is a turnoff for me. Oh yeah. You know, Jason made a good point to me after we saw the movie, which was that he loved that this was not a movie about people learning to use magic. Like we we're done with that. We're over it. Right. Yeah. We just want to see people who know how to use their magic using it to solve problems. We want right. to see the world. Yeah. The actual world that you kept hinted at hinting at outside of the schools. Yeah. This may be kind of you could compare it to like the Star Wars movies. Like we saw the the first ones about Luke learning how to use the force and then we jumped back all this this world where it's all well known already 
Yeah. You mean yeah. Rogue yeah. One, which is fantastic. And then that nah. was actually talking about the prequels where all the Jedis were like in full force and they which had would, to fight bigger evils, but which should have been awesome. Should have yeah. been awesome. <laughs> yeah. But then like Rogue One, how it was like a different story. And yes, we know the ending, but they gave us characters that we like, well, me personally got attached to yeah. over the yeah. course yeah. of that movie. I so totally I, did. I loved the end of it. But um, uh, yeah. Well, how did you come to it? Into this movie? Yeah. Uh, well, I came into it look, really looking forward to it in the way that, it, like, Ryan not being at a school. Yeah. And seeing adults be wizards. Because, yeah, I mean, I watched Harry Potter after we started dating and then got married and stuff. You made sure I watched all of it. <laughs> I think you still missed one of them. I'm not sure which one. Though. I don't. I think you I watched care. all of them. But I forget sometimes. <laughs> the first three are not. Unless we get into. Three's like, amazing. The cup. Don't, don't you which dare. Which one's the yeah. cup? Four. 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 Yeah. I like. Three is oh, the no, best wait. one. Azkaban yeah. is that the third one? Yeah, that's one? the third one. All right, I like Azkaban yeah. and everything after that. The first two. Uh, you can skip five. It sucks. Or is that whenever Harry Potter <laughs> gets really whiny, I just like all right, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Well, now five or and something. six kind of. Six is um, a good movie though. Yeah, no, I mean that. I mean that's canon. That's true to the book. You want to punch Potter Harry Potter for a so lot of that last <laughs> those last books. Yeah. And that's one thing that I loved about this movie. There's no whiny characters in it. Yeah. There's no yeah. weird angst. Yeah. Uh, I liked the. The awkward sincerity of Newt. Like, I really yeah. enjoyed that. Me too. Um, and yeah, just seeing, getting an idea of the actual world and the differences in America versus um, England, which Brian at one point pointed out that some people have problems with this movie because it's so um, up to date for the time period in the way that the wizards dress and act. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm like, look. Well, that actually makes sense to me. Like, so the people in Europe are really stuck in their ways. But this is America, America, where you're supposed to have a new beginning, especially in this time period. So it makes sense to me that the wizards in America would be more attuned to the nomads' cultures. It just made sense. Nomad. Whatever. I'm going I'm <laughs> to with muggles, nomads. Yeah. Again, I have no attachment to muggles. Again, it makes different... No, nomads is just a terrible word. No, it's, just, it's such a... It's just bad writing. It's, it's okay. It's, Beyond... It's, it's, it's kind of lazy writing. It also makes sense to me they would have a different word, like how we don't use the metric system and how we say bathroom instead of water closet or whatnot or but still, see even, yeah. you, even you just saying that was better written than how they said it in the movie I yeah. still think yeah. nomad, nomad? Sure. what's a nomad that well it's a right muggle like, it's a nomad whatever America like breaks so, down words easier where British still use bigger words for things yeah. so, so like so a lot of the through. things that bothered Harry Potter fans so. didn't bother me in this movie <laughs> Uh, the biggest one that bothers me, just because you're saying that, as a Harry Potter fan, is the use of mag- magic in this movie. Drives oh, me up the fucking they're wall. Very f- what? They're, they're very what freewheeling there's, with how they use a, the magic. It's much uh, more like the Force. It's, it's the Force. There's so many times they don't actually use their wand or say anything, and he can just like magic his hand at stuff and pull things across the room. And that's it's like, not how magic that's works. That's not a spell. Like, that, that's, no, that's prestidigitation. It's yeah. straight out of D&D. Yeah, exactly. Although, <laughs> no, that's why I love it. Although, if you had done all of your reading up on uh, wizarding in America, you would know that the Native Americans don't use wands. They do magic without but wands. But Grindelwald Again. is not a Native no, American. None of them are Native Americans. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Try not um, to drop my mic. Uh, well, you know what? Johnny, Johnny Depp did dress up like a Native American. Ugh, and, uh, I am not allowing this. <laughs> the, okay, so then beyond that, the the light and darkness of this movie... However much they do seem like two different movies, still kind of worked for me. Yeah. Because in the way that Newt is such an innocent person and he deals with animals which are inherently innocent, yeah. uh, for him to be the person that can reason with an obscurus, which is innocence 
deformed makes complete sense to me. Like, well put. Yeah. So essentially, they needed him in this scenario. So it's actually fated for him to be in America at this exact time where they would need someone like him to be able to deal with something like this. It makes complete sense to me. But I also understand that it, tonality, there's two different movies going on. I enjoy both. It does some of them sometimes sometimes they don't work well together, but no, it's not a perfect movie. Yeah, I don't think the Sorcerer's <laughs> Stone had that dark tone to it, which is probably why I didn't it didn't like get the very last scene, and yeah. like, that's about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, the the thing that I really like about the movie, as you're kind of talking about new a little bit, and like it, it's a kind of a problem I think with that duality of like. I mean, I don't know how they wrote this movie, but it definitely feels like they wrote a very fun movie and then went, oh, shit, we need to make sequels. Let's throw in this dark stuff, too. And it doesn't mm-hmm. really fit, but it fits with Newt. And I like that yeah. he feels like a character that, like, they did a very good job making a character that felt like he went to Hogwarts. Yeah. Like, he really has that, like, there's a problem. There's all these wizards here who can probably deal with it just fine, but I need to help. And he yeah. the, he really had that yeah. feeling like he came from that school and he knows what to and do. And he has an emotional connection to yeah. people with Obscurises. But that feels like a very Hogwarts thing to me. Like the, mm-hmm. Just the way that his character was written, the way he performed, it felt like they did a really good job making him feel like he came from that school. Yeah. Although, you know, I will say, and I don't mean this as a complaint, but... You could absolutely pluck Newt Scamander out of this story and throw in Matt Smith's Doctor and have almost the same movie, yeah. which I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, like saw, actually thought that when he was rolling around with the giant He's rhinoceros little, creature, yeah. I was just like, "Yeah, Doctor He's Who." A little less season five yeah. aggressive than Matt Smith's Doctor. That's very true, but I think there's a very similar way in that, like when they when they're talking to like a big scary animal. I can absolutely see Matt Smith like, aren't you beautiful before it starts <laughs> yeah. chasing him, yeah. you know, which I, is very Does that really like I think that bothers specifically you because you're so attached to both <laughs> characters. No, it doesn't and, bother I mean, me. I'm like just us, saying like it's there's very lots of similar characters throughout movie history. And just to to put these two side by side, we're gonna we're gonna put them in a little box. <laughs> oh, with bow ties and things that are bigger on the inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh. Those those elements yeah, we're weird. Like I didn't, I didn't not like them, but they were weird. Like they were weird to see. Like they kind of took me. I was like, oh, oh wait, oh I've, interesting. Like it, it was more like I wasn't expecting it. Huh. Yeah. And I didn't know quite how to deal with it, but that didn't detract from the movie any. So yeah. for, I was like, it's just, this is Doctor Who. Yeah. Can but we it, talk? I about... never really felt like it was Doctor Who. Like I, I get what you're saying, but that yeah. never felt like until you pointed out that never felt like a Doctor Who moment to me. Like it never took me out of it. But I think you're right. I think the characters are very similar. Yeah. But I and think they that look that the yeah, hair sweep. Yeah, yeah. He even ties a bow tie. <laughs> he even ties a bow tie. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the club. Like, yeah. they're similar, yeah. but it, I mean, it works. Yeah, so. I think they're just both very born of British culture. Yeah, no. even though he's American, he's still of British culture. Kind Maybe of. Maybe we're just being racist towards no, quirky he's, he's British people. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're all, all they're the all, same. Yeah, they're all Matt Smith over there. <laughs> yeah, uh, even the ladies. So I would like to get into. Tickle my funny boneness. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you guys could have physically seen how she said that, it was kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to stretch a little bit while yeah. still I thought you, It looked like you were trying to Hadouken us. Yeah. Oh. Um, I'm get my funny bone! <laughs> <laughs> um, the whimsical parts of this movie touch me in such a, like, touch me. They touch me, too. <laughs> I get it. Like I a child, childish Aww. splendor. Like, yeah. I sat six inches away I, from this movie. <laughs> As a rule. Oh wait, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I kept my distance. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be touched by this movie. 
I thought we were making another comment about your penis. <laughs> <laughs> no, Helm's Deep is over. Because <laughs> um, it plays on some of my greatest fantasies growing up and things that still inside of me when I get a chance to just imagine things. Being able to talk to animals, taking care of these magical creatures, having a box of infinite space. Like I, My favorite thing out of Mary Poppins is her purse. Mm. I want that. So his case is just, I love it. I want it. I want to live inside of it. It's like a bag of holding. It is like D&D. Yeah. <laughs> and then his specific reason to be in America is a golden eagle. And I'm just like, oh my God. It's beautiful. You are touching into that specific moment of my childhood where I watched Rescuers Down Under for the <laughs> first oh, yeah. time. And all I want to do is ride a golden eagle. And then I'd, like at the end of this movie, when he lets him go, he'd be like, I know it's not Arizona, but it's time or whatnot. I tear up because I'm like, oh my God, you're letting go of your golden eagle. I can never <laughs> do that. <laughs> yeah. So if you were Newt's commander, be like, get back in the box. <laughs> 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 I, I I liked that. I liked the touch touches of like it's Arizona, like Arizona of all places, like yeah. where it got really specific. Is it something that was very it was, it was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I like that it was specific. Yeah, T- yeah. things tend to become just kind of He's pronouns. Really far from Arizona, it's gonna take him a while to fly yeah, there. He's a pretty big bird. He's right. a pretty big bird. He'll be there in like a day. <laughs> yeah. And he's magical. Yeah. I mean, uh, the the international audience doesn't understand that. Yeah, but <laughs> so it's just like the part when they first go into the case, and I can I see myself in uh, Kowalski. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. I like I, he's such a mirror character for me in that moment where he's just standing there and going. <laughs> yeah, huh. I love that. Guy. The whole time, yeah. I'm just like, I totally identify with every emotion you're having on your face right now, and it just brings me into this film. He is the reason why, like, I like this movie more. Yeah, yeah. like he is the main reason I'm here. Character. He and was, and he Harry, doesn't. Sorry, go ahead. Harry Potter, the movies. I never really had a mirror character for myself in any yeah. of those films. So that's why I, I got so much more moments of absolute glee out of this movie than I did in any of the Harry Potter films because of that. And it's funny because like Harry Potter, like he is supposed to be that character, but he's also a wizard. So he kind of pulls himself out of that pretty quick by having a muggle as the main character. That's right. Muggle, not <laughs> um, as a main character. I think that really helps get you into that mindset. Like it really kind of gets you. It gives you like a point character to like kind of like, oh, if I was here, this is how I could be reacting. Although he does yeah. take a lot of things just kind of like, all right, cool. Yeah. See, I, I, I kind of like that. I like those people who don't overreact in the negative, like freak out. They're just like, yeah. hey, you know what? This is kind of cool. I'll go with it because, See, you know, even I, I would think I would be that way. Yeah. Like you, I project that onto that. It's like, oh, you know, if I saw yeah. all this weird magic, I'd be like. All right, let's, let's kind of see where this goes. This is weird, it's but like, you know, I'm into it. I'm into yeah. it. I love the part when he's like, oh, oh, this is real. Like, oh, I, c- yeah. I couldn't come up with this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you no, te- no. tell him like, to grab the thing and go feed these other animals, and he's just like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, like all he's, those moments. He's yeah. all aboard. I think he's a nerd. He's like a guy who probably grew up reading fantasy books. Yeah. <laughs> and he has so many just like great lines. And, yeah. like, and the thing is, if you've seen any of the movie with, uh, I'm forgetting his name now. Dan Fogler. Dan Fogler in it. Like, it's not a typical Dan Fogler no. role. No, I knew him no. from uh, that that Star Wars movie. Fanboys. Fan yeah. yeah. And, and Goldbergs. He usually, and he's yeah. in Goldberg. He usually plays that sort of like, he's like Jack Black light. Yeah. Like, he's he's very good at being a loud, abrasive, kind of funny guy. Beardy, yeah. long hair. So this was in a, a pretty out-of-the-box role for him. And like... I think it actually says on his Wikipedia character actor, which I didn't, I would never consider him before because I only knew him from one character. I yeah. I think he got kind of typecast, but now we see he's really good. 
Oh, he's fa- like and the thing is, he's not in a movie with like slouches. Like right. nobody in this movie is kind of like the well, we got we can afford. I mean, it's part nine of a movie. He's yeah, yeah. Like they got some very talented people, and he manages to stand out. Well, like, and he's t- so good. The title refers to him. He's that fantastic beast, and now we know where to find him. It's he's my fantastic yeah, beast. Yeah, yeah, he, he's in New York. We found him. <laughs> Uh, but like that, uh, I don't want to ruin somebody's line if they have it. But like this, the introduction of him just sitting on the bench talking to Newt about why they're both at the bank. It's like I love this character. Yeah. Like just yeah. immediately from right there, it's like nope, he's fantastic. Wait, yep. you're trying to open a bakery too? <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds? I just said I was going to steal someone's line. So I the two did. of you go and steal uh, the line. Uh, but we're all friends here, right? Yeah, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. We can still. Reuse I have it. a different one written down that's just straight out of my nerddom. Um, so uh, let's talk uh, the girls in the movie. Yeah, Catherine um, Waterston. Yeah, she's right. She was really I good too. Do yeah. not know any of the actresses' names. She is the she's lead Tina? lady. Yeah, yeah. Porpentina is yeah. her full name. <laughs> Porpen. <laughs> Por- Porpentina. Catherine Waterston and uh, where is she? Is Queenie uh, originally British or American? In real life, I don't know that actress. I, I don't. I. That is such a interesting, you know, vocal performance she's doing, which I think she nails. I yeah, just, absolutely. I, I'm curious if that's if she has. I just like the fact that she could read minds, and that was like yeah. the whole kind of the focal point of their budding relationship. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this is like he, he's, he's like, oh, okay, so we could I could just be talking to you and not have to say anything. Oh, she's yeah. from Seattle. Oh, there you go. Cool. Cool. Yeah, but she does good. Yeah. And she's Allison super chill about it. Yeah. The the two of them together had like <sighs> this just really great chemistry. Yeah. And like it was a it's one of those things where like it's like it's the magic of a good casting director. Like they just they really felt like siblings. Like yeah. they had lived together yeah. for years, like they knew exactly what the other person's thinking at all time. Granted, one of them can read minds, so that kinda helps. But, <laughs> and they uh, get the, they, they get to have the ending. Like they yeah. like they get to have the ending of the movie, which is what you know, punctuates it, seals wait, it for wait, me. Wait, wait, I think that you might be talking about. I think Brian is talking about the sisters, and you're oh. talking about Kowalski and Queenie. Oh, well, mainly Queenie. Like she gets like yeah. They they bring her back. I don't know. Like I like those romantic moments. It's I, not see, I still about them. I still think that the, both the sisters kind of get what they want more so than the guy necessarily. Like yeah. Newt just kind of he goes for it at the end, but. Uh, the He's sisters, not looking for it. No. Neither of them are looking. Well, no, for it. No, neither one of them looking for it. But she kind of she gets reinstated in her job. Yeah. She gets the respect of her peers again, and she gets to have a British boyfriend. Like she kind of gets. <laughs> uh, what he gets at the end of it is more so he got to drop off his bird, and he goes back home. Like useful for a little while. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I feel like both the girls gain more out of the storyline than either one of the guys. Do. I mean, Grand Kowalski gets his bakery, but it still feels like the the big, more emotional payoff for me came from both of the female characters than Newt or Kowalski. Because yeah, Queenie definitely feels like the type of woman that, I mean, it's kind of like in uh, True Blood, where you're always hearing about all the dudes want to bang you. Like, it's on your yeah. head. And so she's kind of a beautiful flirt girl, so she makes it work, but she probably runs into most people where she has no interest in them because she can hear their thoughts, yeah. even though she would never say that because she seems like a very sweet girl. Um, and then she meets Kowalski and he se- he's definitely flabbergasted by her beauty, but generally also seems just entranced by her in general. Yeah. Not just because she's beautiful. And magical. And yeah. Queenie doesn't listen to Newt when she reads his mind. I kind of like that scene. Well, it's yeah. hard to turn it off. It is and hard to turn <laughs> it off, but he, I don't think she really wanted to. And then she played yeah. it. She played that kind of like that, that, oh, I'm pretending to try not to do it. Oh, yeah. I, I can't control my powers. So what about this person? <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cool. I like that she's nosy. Yeah. Like, and Newt's yeah. also one of those people that would act like he doesn't want your help. 
mm-hmm. but also does because he has a hard time communicating and really connecting to other people because you see that in him like he connects with his animals but then you have a hard time with people yeah you know i know we're talking about the girls but i think there's two things to mention quickly about newt and kowalski's hopes and dreams um the kowalski one real simple why are the eggshells collateral just use that silver to open a bakery (laughs) first of all you don't need collateral you have just a bucket of silver. Um, <laughs> Newt, Newt's dream, I think it's worth pointing out that um, Newt is basically living out Hagrid's dream. Newt oh, and Hagrid true. were both kicked out of Hogwarts for mm-hmm. uh, like Im- improper magical creature raising. Mm-hmm. Um, Hagrid had his wand snapped in half and oh. like is never allowed to do magic again. Uh, Newt got a book deal and was yeah. like, let's <laughs> send her around the world to meet all her favorite well, animals. I think that's partially because wizards are kind of racist. You know, right. they establish that in Harry Potter quite often, actually. Oh, yeah, and since Hagrid's part yeah, giant. And, yeah, and yeah. Hagrid's oh, part giant, sure. so they're like, we gave you a chance and you screwed well, it. Well, it's that's also that, and, and Newt was kicked out because of breeding and being dangerous and that sort of stuff, whereas they kicked Hagrid out because they thought he was, or they're claiming he was responsible for killing a student. Also, wasn't his brother like a war hero or something like they mentioned? Like, So he's yeah. got that's some prestigious true. family yeah. behind him that can yeah. kind of cushion that blow a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, they're both, yeah, it, it's funny how similar characters they are. Like, if they were alive around the same time, you could see them being and very Newt, good friends. And yeah. Newt dealt with dragons during the war. It's true. Which is what Hagrid always wanted to do. Yeah. I also love how small the wizarding community is. Like, even, like, in, like, America, it's like, he just comes out of a suitcase, like, oh, Newt's commander, I remember you. Oh, yeah, I know your brother. It's just like, it's like such a big, small world. It's just like going to real school. I don't know. Yeah. Like, oh, you knew your brother. I had your brother. I have all these opinions yeah, about real you. school, but you wouldn't be, like, in a different country and have some like, oh, I know your brother. <laughs> you were if you were. Well, his brother was supposed to be yeah. a war hero, right? Yeah. yeah. Internationally known, that would make sense. The big yeah. charismatic one, and then right. Newt's just like, yeah. The underdog. Yeah. Well, it doesn't Newt even have a line where he says, like, uh, somebody says, like, well, you know, people, I think Kowalski says, like, people must like you too. And he goes, no, I'm annoying. Yeah. <laughs> like, he knows. He knows. Yeah. Well, I, which I think is also something I love about Newt's character is that. Um, no offense to the people I'm about to reference, but he really reminds me of the actual biologists I know um, <laughs> in that he is like so focused on his work and his animals and he he loves them sort of above all else. And he's I don't know, he 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 rang true as like a scientist to me, which I yeah. appreciated. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. And I really like that. Chewie and I talked about this for a while, too, because I mean, they brought it up in the Honest trailer. Uh, if you ever watch that. Uh, they, when he gets arrested and eventually going to be given the death sentence, he starts screaming when they take the case, don't hurt the animals, yeah. they're not dangerous, they're not yeah. dangerous. Not. Yeah. When the whole movie shows the contrary of they're yes. very fucking dangerous. But they're dangerous. not dangerous. And that's, uh, that's where I'm on Newt's side. The animals themselves are not dangerous. It's that the accidents happened and they can be very destructive. And they're dangerous they, when provoked. But even so, when they're provoked, they're not even trying to attack anybody. They're trying to get away. Yeah. So it's not so much that they're dangerous; is that they shouldn't be in a city. Although uh. swooping evil, <laughs> the swooping evil is question. Like, isn't that yeah. one like just ki- kills you real fast or something? But it's also obviously very domesticated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just lives in his pocket. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, so again, the swooping evil can be destructive. But it's not outright dangerous. Like everything needs to be provoked. True of real animals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah. like you're that's like saying the, that about a lion. That's that was yeah. the exact yeah. reference I made. I'm like, yeah, it's not necessarily dangerous. It's just hungry. But to the person it just killed, it was very dangerous. Yeah. yeah. But also in in Newt's mind, it, 
I'm on the new side. I know. No, <laughs> and the I thing think is, dangerous your... just describes a capability to to cause destruction. Yeah. And these yeah. animals definitely have it. I, yeah. I think he used the word wrong. I think he should, they're not malicious. They're not malicious. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. a better oh, argument. Oh, <laughs> it's harder to see in a stressful <laughs> moment. Yes. Yeah. No, it was a good movie. Well, that guy also, has a point. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that moment, um, what the fuck murder room, Makusa? Yeah, like, are you kidding, right? What I the very specific ru- reason that he immediately wants to kill them is because he has that moment where he's like, where Griswold, well, not Grindelwald. Grindelwald, says, "Oh, so it's not useful outside of a person," and then Newt immediately latches onto that and be like why would it ever be useful yeah and they have that moment between them in the eyes great moment of acting by yeah. the way oh. where you didn't have to explain <laughs> newt knows it now. Newt knows. Like, oh, he, they, oh crap they're on to me kill him <laughs> yeah no i yeah. get why why they were sent to yeah. death but why is there a murder room full of quicksilver yeah. have yeah. they never heard of a, a, dava, uh, a vada, vada cadaver, cadaver? Yeah, vada yeah. Cadaver? Like, like, and like, why was the chair easy. there i didn't really understand the chair like because the chair's dissolving in the muck <laughs> so it's not like they're gonna have a second chair for, for newt yeah. it's, <laughs> it's also really fucked up like we need to pull the good stuff out of you so you only see the good stuff as you slowly get dissolved and then she sits in the chair and it's like this is all bad stuff this yeah. is all bad really scary stuff and yeah. now i'm going to it's die it's really strange yeah. that murder room sucks yeah, yeah. <laughs> i need to go it back does. to I the drawing board I'm one out of sure five on amazon <laughs> cruel and unusual punishment absolutely yeah. uh but it's very dramatic and cinematog- cinematically it is it's both of those yeah. but it still doesn't make sense don't you want to go in it's like no <laughs> no it's a murder pool yeah. <laughs> That uh, apparently can reach out and grab me. Yeah, it's yeah, like uh, living Quicksilver. Yeah, it's that. And it's like, man, how often do they have to kill people where you can be like, yeah, death sentence now. Yeah. And they're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's due process. They're just like, oh, he said it. Let's do it. Into the murder room with you. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> also, like for as casual as they were when they caught, the, oh, we got you, Grindelwald. It's like, well, then why did, why, if there was any sneaking suspicion, why do you have such power in this, comp- like in this, this troop? Right. Yeah, they're, was, they're so they're very casual about their mm, less than savory side, and, <laughs> and I want to explore that actually. As we kind of get into these more flaws, I think I, I need to bring up what I think was the the biggest misstep in this movie and all future movies if they continue doing it. It's David Yates. Uh, I think David Yates did a fine job with the Harry Potter franchise. Uh-huh. I don't think he's a bad director. I think it's time for some new blood. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, he's been on this since what five? I want to say. Yeah, four, I think. I think. Didn't no, he, do he didn't four? do four. That oh, he didn't was do four. Uh, Mike Newell, I want to say. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, probably five then. Yeah, so he's been the same guy for a while now. So it all kind of has the same sort of... T- and I think he did a better job with this one than he has with a lot of the other ones. Oh, yeah. This is uh, his best one. Yeah, because a lot of his movies across the board, even including Tarzan, they had this really kind of grayish, bluish, boring tone to them. And this one, it's still there, but he did a better job kind of bringing out some of the colors and the fun and that sort of stuff. But it's kind of like... it's getting a little old like i i would love to see him go on and do more stuff i think he's a lot of fun i think he's a really good sense of humor but i don't think i think more of these plot holes and these problems are going to keep up keep happening the more he's involved and jk rollins is writing the scripts that's great i like her writing but you need a director to kind of wrangle those sort of flaws in and i don't think to he's, make it a more realized world. yeah and i don't think he's ever going to be that guy because there needs to be some limitations yeah. If you have a realized world, you need to follow rules. Yeah. It, it'd be it'd be somewhat different if like Fantastic Beasts was the first movie in any Harry Potter thing of anything we've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. But like now that we're very attuned to kind of this world, we're very into it and we know everything. Yeah. You can't make those same mistakes now. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you just can't do it. You can't get away with it now like you could when like 
Chamber of Secrets came out. Yeah. 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 Which, I mean, they, they clearly, they've left the Chris Columbus version of the Harry Potter world way in the dust. And that was, yeah, yeah. A, that was the right Thank call. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then they kind of, they changed it. It was way out there with, uh, I'm forgetting his name's Alfonso Carrion. Is he the one who did three? Yeah. I want to say. Yeah. And then, and then Mike Newell and David Yates. Yeah. So it was uh, David Yates. And they, they've kind of honed it into this one thing. And I, I really like the world they have now. But I feel like even with this movie, it's starting to get a little stale. I want them to keep the sense of humor, though. Yeah, I'm fine with the sense of humor. Because yeah. moments like the giggle water and stuff yeah. like that. that the like, giggle water is so keep good. Keep that in the movies because <laughs> yeah. it's so good. But we are getting into places where the, there, we need logic behind some of these things, some rules. And yeah. in, all, in the David Yates ones, it seems like they kind of go like, rules? Well, who cares? It's just Harry Potter, yeah, right? If, the, and, if there's one thing I learned from the Harry Potter movies, because I never read the books... Um, there's science. The mad, their magic is their science. Yeah. So with science, there's definite rules. It's not just big, total fantasy. Everything yeah. goes. Did you? Uh, did anyone here ever read the "So You Want to Be a Wizard" books back in the day? I did not. No. Oh, they were a wonderful young adult series that came out uh, before Harry Potter, I believe, like shortly before. Um, but something I always loved about it was these two kids who become wizards, and the magic in that is extremely scientific. Like, oh, you want to go to the moon? You better calculate exactly how much air you're going to bring with you, like stuff like that. And I would love wow. to see a little bit of yeah. that kind of stuff in. Yeah. And it doesn't have to make the movies boring. You don't have to bog it yeah. down with it. Yeah, but it, they're 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 coming at this with negative logic on some of yeah. these things. It's yeah. like well, everyone's I mean, just like flinging magic. We don't want to go full Christopher Nolan. Yeah. We don't need <laughs> you to explain everything, but, but wow. just a little bit. Like J.K. Rowling is never going to write that story. Right. She's yeah. never going to write that right. detailed of anything, and that's nothing yeah. against her because no. I think she writes good stuff. I've read all of her stuff. I, I just I never see her being the one like I think this needs more detail. She really <laughs> seems like the one who's like I'm just gonna make it fun and light and we're just gonna yeah. plow right through yeah. it and that's fine. It's I mean it's there's a reason these things have sold billions of copies, but it, it does make me a little worried moving forward, especially with where they say they want to go with it. It's yeah, because like, like I was super fascinated by the siren when they went to the speakeasy. I'm like, who is she? Yeah. Yeah. She's creating things in the air. Yep. What species is she? <laughs> She's not a house so. House elf. House elf. She's not a goblin or yep. whatever. She's like, she's not a person. Like, who is she? Like, yeah. it's just an entire new like species that you were introducing to us here that and has some sort of magic where they create the stuff in the air and without a wand. And man, uh, and they, wizard yeah. speakeasies and wizard yeah. mobsters yeah. and like <laughs> wizard like you know police agents coming in. Like, there's a lot of stuff in there that was like, oh, I'm very interested in. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll shift over. Yeah, And that all seems awesome and more reasons why they shouldn't leave America. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to see uh, who played the, uh, but that's where the I get Goblin with, with the Backwards Fingers. Um, Ron Perlman? Ron, yeah, Perlman. Ron Perlman. I want to see more of him. Yeah. Oh, if this yeah. is the only movie he's yeah. in, I'm going to be a little saddened. But that's where I get into sometimes fandom is flawed because a lot of the times people freak out about it being different. Yeah. And then the studio's like, oh no, they're mad. We got to make sure we make money. Go back to what they know. Yeah. I'm like, ugh, what a unique ugh, what a unique problem blah. to have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what a unique problem cuz like we're we're fans of things in various degrees, but we but don't we don't really like know what we want. <laughs> like we need we, we need really that change. Mad. We need that change to recontextualize and appreciate and yeah. We're kind of in this middle ground of just they want to like yeah. they're all in it for the money. And they want to give us what we want. It's happening to so many franchises right now. It's just 
frustrates me. You know what would be a great way for them to make a whole bunch of money? Expand on Ilvermorny and build some shit on top of Mount Greylock and send people <laughs> to Berkshire County, Massachusetts. You know, there's there's like a whole wizard. Like, yeah. you know, Hogwarts, you can't go to England and like go to the top of a mountain and be like, I'm at Hogwarts. You can do that with Ilvermorny. <laughs> you can like go stand on top of a mountain and be like, this is the exact spot where the wizarding school is. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. You uh, can build a theme park. So Just we, don't do we it need, all in the classroom again. Don't do that. <laughs> we need to move into quotes, but before we do, we didn't say really much about Colin Farrell or Johnny Depp. Other than the fact that or, we're upset that Johnny Depp's going to be in the next yeah. one. My second favorite character of the movie, The Flash. Oh, Ezra Miller. Yeah, yeah. Oh, as yeah. Credence. He was the, so good. And the, he's like a character actor that he's I'm... He's a fantastic actor. We're not going to really see is. him really be a character, I feel like, as The Flash. He's just going to be a kid. I don't know if he's going to be as good. It, he's such we'll a good see. actor, I'm not stop, really worried stop about it. Stop poo-pooing DC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, li- I liked what they did with him in there, and I like that even though you could kind of tell where it was going, it still felt somewhat surprising that Ezra he Miller was... Ezra Miller or Colin Farrell? Uh, Ezra Miller, that okay. he was the... Obscurial. The yeah. Obscurial, because yeah. it was like, oh, yeah. obviously, you just misdirected me. Cool. I appreciate when a movie can kind of do that and kind of slowly nudge you toward one way. It's like, oh, they're going to do this. And yeah. I'm like, oh, like, oh they're going to totally do this cliche thing. Like, right. oh, you got me. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. And then, like, you go and ruin it with Johnny Depp. Yeah. I, so, I, I, I when, when he when he transformed him, I was like, there went my interest in any more of these movies. Yeah. Completely. Did you guys but know But there's so many hints twist? of him being that. I knew that Johnny Depp was in this. No, I, but I mean, did you know that Colin Farrell was this character from Wizard? I was getting... Harry? I didn't. I guessed no. it when I saw that he had the thing that's on our table here. He had okay. the necklace with the... Yeah. Um, the symbol. Well, yeah, the hollows. The Deathly Hollows. Thank right? you. Because you, you first oh. noticed the Deathly Hollows when he gave him the necklace. Yeah. I noticed yeah. it when they were in the, his office or whatever it was. Yeah. The interrogation room yeah. and he had it yeah. in his pocket like, I, I remember as the I symbol. poked I you during the, yeah. yeah I poked you during the movie and you're like what I'm like <laughs> even the even the choices for Johnny Depp like the makeup was awful yep. the hair was awful yeah. the design was awful the acting was awful and yeah. everything was just like I liked Colin Farrell I like him better yeah. than Johnny Depp and it's like you could have kept yeah. Farrell. You know, I honestly, I would have been more excited if Johnny Depp played Colin Farrell's character in this one, and then he turned into Colin yeah. Farrell. Yeah, that yeah. Would, that oh, Colin Farrell! I'm so excited for this. And <laughs> I'm really interested to see if Colin Farrell's character is going to be. I mean, if we stay in America, absolutely. Because yeah. here, here's some things to think about with his his character. I mean, they've come out and said that. Uh, Percival Graves is still alive. He had to be because Grindelwald was using a polyjuice potion to look like him and oh, you need to keep your yeah. person alive to do that. Mm, huh. So he did not kill Percival Graves. That character exists. And based on the way that we see all of the other Makusa members, you know, team acting towards Percival Graves, then that that means that is what his character is like. Like it wasn't just yeah, Johnny. Yeah. Like it wasn't Grindelwald mm-hmm. str- like strode into a room of strangers and went, "I'm this person you've never met." Like wow, clearly, I didn't know any of that. Yeah. By the, by the way, isn't it weird that they named the the magical police force after the Yakuza? <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. Makuza. It's not exactly the same. I'm like, they're not gangsters. Come on, you know, Madge. <laughs> Muggle. Just say Muggle. <laughs> Uh, no, I think that's all really interesting. I was thinking about that, like, like technically, and like, unless he's using a spell to change his outer appearance, he's using I wish, juice I wish I would have explained. You guys that. know all that. That's something you wouldn't know. If See, you I didn't know that. I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that. John and I, I never I mean, gleamed it. So I, I kind of like, knew yeah. it because I watched the previous movies, but I just didn't really remember it. It's really what I was hoping, but it's really just. I, I bet it'll depend on whether or not Colin Farrell agrees to be in the next ones. If it's right. like, well, if they go to back to England, there's not really a reason for him to yeah. be in the movie. Yeah. So. 
I, I mean, really I, hope they don't. I think like Wizarding World War was this would be World War One would be interesting. No, it's gonna be yeah. World War Two. World War One already happened. Okay, yeah. yeah. My timelines are messed up, but yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be interesting. But I think for me personally, like again, my favorite Lord of the Rings movie is Fellowship of the Ring. I think. If this trilogy, or if this, it's not even a trilogy, what, Quint- five movies? Quintility. Quintility. Yeah. <laughs> if, this, if this quintility uh, just ends up being like war movies, my interest is going gonna, is gonna to dip because like yeah. Chewie, I was really into the magical creatures and the whimsy. And yeah, fuck yeah, give me another Eddie Redmayne, Matt Do Smith, it. whatever. Like yeah. that yeah. that was good and satisfying and made me happy. I I rewatch Fellowship of the Ring so many more, like so much more than I rewatch any of the other movies, and I, I worry that's the direction that this series is going. Yeah. I don't think you're wrong, and I, I, no. I hope that you are, but yeah. I don't think you are. Um, but I think it's time to move into quotes, 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 of quotes. Oh, wait, before we do, there's one last thing because <laughs> now ahead. that Jude Law, the Jude Law thing is pretty new. So oh yeah, spe- that did just come out. Yeah, and so oh, speaking yeah. of Dumbledore, I yep. love that came out because when we were rewatching this movie, I was like. I wonder who they're going to have as young Dumbledore. And Ryan's like, oh, I'm sure they'll just use Bo again. I'm yeah. like, no, but he's so old. He's got to yeah. be younger. I, I just assume they just wouldn't give a fuck. I'm like, yeah, hey, bring back Richard Harris. He's great. Well, he's this, not Merlin. He's not aging backwards. Yeah. This is the one thing that really interests me about where the series is going is, um, you know, I don't know how much they're going to like get the balls to delve into this, but Dumbledore is gay. And this is the story of him and his best friend who he fell in love with. Um, yeah. And... I think that could make this war, upcoming war, more interesting for me. But I don't think they're going to go too. They're not going to lean too hard into the love story. I think it's yeah. just going to all be a lie. I mean, if if they do, they do should, that, but then Warner it's Brothers definitely one of the it's not yeah, going to get released exactly. in Malaysia. So nothing yeah. Warner Brothers has done has suggested that they'll do that. They'll yeah, the, no. but yeah, but it's it's another thing where like it'd be awesome if they would. I don't think they will. Yeah, they'll, and that lose money. Yeah. I mean, actually, no. The Bible Belt doesn't watch these movies anyways because they're teaching that's you. That's true. So yeah. They're teaching you witchcraft. So. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. But I think that is something that could salvage that for me. And again, the fact that it's Jude Law, I have no idea if I like that or not yet. I'm, I don't really want to watch Jude Law and Johnny Depp. Ugh. Yeah. I like Jude Law. I like Jude Law, but him and Johnny nah, Yeah. Ugh. That's the thing is like, if it, if it weren't Johnny Depp, Everything else will be a little bit more palatable. Yeah, because it's like, oh, I, you, you're the big bad for this whole quintilogy or whatever. Like you're the big bad. You're the, and you were so easily taken down in this first movie. Who the, who the, <laughs> yeah. who the f are you? Like you're you're ridiculous, man. All right, yeah. so quotes, 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 quotes. And your bleached hair. We're Get starting out of to here. run out of time. So oh, that hairdo. quotes, quotes, quotes. I'm gonna go first. Uh, mine is just a nerdy reference because uh, I thought it was funny. Uh, it's both lame and funny. It's when Newt first gets to New York and he's standing on the steps of the bank that he's at and the woman looks at him and she goes, are you a seeker? Yeah. He goes, no, nah, I'm more of a chaser. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, next. Uh, mine will just be like the very ending, which is such a great moment of comedy and sincerity. Oh... Oh, do you want to give the lead-up line? I wrote it down. Yeah, oh. Because I like you, because you're my friend, and I'll never forget how you helped me, Jacob. And then Jacob goes, oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, that's an entire line of emotional beats in that one little moment. and It's so sweet. It is such a sweet moment. All right, uh, so Newt hands Jacob a helmet when they're about to (laughs) track down this thing. He's like, put this on. Why would I need to, why would I have to wear something like this? Because your skull's susceptible to breakage under immense force. And then they go and do it. And it's like, yeah. that's great. Again, that's a very Doctor Who That's moment. a yeah, yeah. very <laughs> nice <laughs> line, yeah. yeah. 
Ryan. That was mine. Oh. Give me a second. <laughs> okay. Well, Ryan. Yeah. Well, Ryan. Well, Mark, you, you have one, okay. Ryan? Yeah, I have one. And I'm actually really relieved that nobody else called it because this one to me, if if nothing else comes out of this movie for me, the when Newt says, uh, worrying means you suffer twice. Like that is uh, such a wonderful Zen line uh, for me. Yeah. I have a lot of anxiety. And if I could pull nothing else from this movie that like speaks, like that line is... That's a good one. That is a beautiful line. That was my backup. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why I give it to you because I have a third. I'm just going to go with something that was very simple but I thought was delivered very well. When um, Credence is being revealed as the the monster, the Obscurus, uh, Percival says, uh, uh, you have to control it, Credence. You have to control it. And he just says, I don't think I want to. Yeah. That's a good one. It was a good, well-delivered line. Yeah. Um, uh, really fast before we wrap this up. Uh, the mating dance yes oh, with so the rhino yeah oh that was fantastic so good. Very, love that movie brian went to the Who. bathroom yeah. the first time we saw this during that sequence i was so trying he to, didn't get to see it i was falling asleep in my chair oh so you were falling asleep yeah. or something so but i was just like no that was so such really a great moment of physical I comedy the I saw it. <laughs> yeah that was actually in my notes too yeah. and i was like oh we didn't get it yeah, yeah that mating yeah. dance where he he just commits like yeah that is a great performance you know there's so much to actually talk about this movie and the little hippo and the little hippo that's like no i no, it's not gonna work out I'm showing Chewie a clock to say that we're running out of time. Uh, Because I really want to do a review system for today because it's just going to be fantasy movies. Okay. So any and all fantasy movies. And I'm going to go first so that nobody takes mine, The NeverEnding Story. Um, Hey. (laughs) You don't even like The NeverEnding Story. I do like The NeverEnding Story. I don't like parts of it. But... I think this one works because, like I don't like parts of it, the best thing that I find about Nevering's story is the relationship between uh, Atreyu and Falcor. And it's all because Falcor could be a fucking dog dragon from hell, but he's just also a big, friendly dog dragon that Atreyu knows is not a bad guy and always wants to be friends with him and wants to fly on him, much like I'm sure Newt wanted to be able to fly with his golden eagle. I'm going to go with... Rescuers Down Under, <laughs> because it's, it's an a, odd fantasy movie. But go ahead. I mean, it's a fantasy <laughs> about being able to talk to rescuing sure, mice that have sure. an, a yeah. international children rescuing organization. That's very this fantastic. Does, that does match pretty well. Yeah, yeah it works. <laughs> uh, and it have it's it's the same type of film where it's got all these moments of extreme beauty and innocence and just living with animals and appreciating them. Like this, is what like the boy is Newt essentially. Yeah. Uh, and then you have this big bad evil that's trying to come in and take advantage of the situation, and you have to defeat that. And the whole time we're just we're enraptured and we're having fun. Nice. And John? it stays with you. Sorry, John. This is gonna be a weird one. So oh, we'll, like weird. We'll, we'll make it work. It's the uh, the most recent Smurfs movie, The Lost <laughs> Village. That's just because you're going to those type of films. It, well, it is, but also it was unexpectedly fun. There was a sense of whimsy to it. It wasn't so tied into some franchise or other thing. It like it had moments that were just kind of by and of themselves really fun to watch. Mm. And there were moments that were that had the same type of laughter, like the laughter. Uh, anytime Kowalski laughed suddenly, <laughs> I was laughing out loud. And there's many moments that have that same comedic timing in the Lost Village. So it kind of worked out. But very interesting how both those movies have baggage behind them, but in and of themselves have really fun moments that can make you kind of forget about it. Perfect, Ryan. I'll compare it straight to Rogue One, which I did earlier. Okay. It's a great updated version of a story that maybe not uh, didn't ring true with everybody because uh, it's a little outdated. And, you know, it, it did enough to nod to the originals, but you didn't need to see them to enjoy it. That works. Yes. Sure. Last but not least. I think I've made my point very clear that this is the fellowship yeah. of the ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in my heart. Um, in, again, though, it's a movie that I'm going to watch 
forever probably that's gonna that I really loved that made me really happy that really touched a a, a piece of whimsy in my soul <laughs> that I really needed like yeah uh, to reconnect with and I'm very very happy with it and also anything that brings me more Doctor Who esque <laughs> stuff will uh, always make me happy yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously we're all very positive on this movie on the mm-hmm. table. So if you did skip it and listen to the episode, even though everything's ruined, you should probably go check it out. Yeah, um, we actually there's a lot we didn't talk about. There's so much Great we didn't. We costumes. were yeah, we were surprisingly yeah. non soundtrack. The score is so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah lots the, to talk about in this movie. The but, only problem I didn't have is I don't think he actually got that insect. I don't think they ever captured it. Oh, the the uh, billywig, the beetle that was flying yeah. around. Yeah. I, no, you do see it in the suitcase later, but that could just be another one. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, all right, so plugs. You can find us on our website at athpod.com. On that website, you can check out two of our new feature articles that are becoming rather frequently, which is, I forget the name of Chris's. Do you remember that one? The Comic-Con one? It's like the Comic-Con one. I'll have to <laughs> He's got an actual name for his series. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, Celluladies, which just started by uh, Emily Blake, uh, where she'll be talking about the role of women in film in general, which makes sense for somebody who hosted the Chicks Who Script podcast. Yeah. Uh, her first one just came out, uh, I think if this one comes out, two weeks ago, uh, and it was a lot of fun. And I think yeah. it's going to be... Yeah. She is selling people on Katniss Everdeen, which I was not a fan <laughs> of, but yeah. I see her point. I'll which, have to read it. Yeah, yeah. She made some good points. Um Sometimes all you need is hug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, then, of course, rate and review us on iTunes. You can check us out uh, Twitter, ATH underscore podcast, everywhere else, ATH podcast. Uh, Mari, what about you? Do you have anything to plug? I have a million things I could plug, but um, I'm going to go right for the one that makes me the most money. Perfect. I'm going to plug my uh, my fashion line that I've started. Uh, right now, we're still on Etsy. We'll be expanding to a proper online store soon, but Ooh. it is Different City at Etsy we've got some pretty sweet leggings the leggings when I, are cool when I say we I mean I I designed <laughs> these uh, extremely cool like leggings and dresses and stuff and uh, have some cool dinosaur shirts for the dudes so Ooh, yeah. they're yeah. very cool yeah exciting stuff I made you get dude stuff and I haven't bought one yet I'm sorry <laughs> I need dude stuff I'm not gonna yeah. pay for it but right. you should do it <laughs> I want to look at them. Yeah. Uh, okay, so thank you very much, Mario, for coming out. This was a lot of fun. No problem. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, next time we do another nerdy British thing, we'll be sure to call you again. <laughs> or maybe for something else. But yeah. this just really seems to fit. Uh, and other than that, thanks to everybody. Woo-hoo. Bye! Bye! Bye. Obliviate! <laughs>